Welcome to Viable Magic Podcast. This podcast gives a voice to credible people with inspiring experiences on healing and finding viable magic in everyday life. Hi, I'm Christina. I'm a psychic medium, a quantum Reiki grandmaster, and sound healer. Hello, I'm Perry. I am an intuitive Reiki healer and plant medicine enthusiast. Welcome back. We are Vi- Viable Magic Podcast. Hi, I'm Christina. Hi, I'm Perry. And Hi, we Ricardo. have our beautiful friend, Ricardo, who does dream interpretations. He's a psychic medium and he does all kinds of magical things. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, maybe not all kinds of magical things. Definitely not mushrooms. Um, <laughs> um, That's okay. So, I mean, th- you know, there's all sorts of substances that people can interact with to like amplify their uh, consciousness. What? Give me stop for a second. Sorry. Yeah. Just a second. I'm I'm I re- I'm really sorry. Let's let's restart in just a minute. Just a okay. Second. Should I have my mushroom handy? I think you should. I'm still recording. I'm trying to figure out how to pause it real quick. Put them on. Okay. I, I wanted to keep that because I stopped. I didn't like stop recording. And so I oh. got all of that. So I was really funny with her just pulling out the mushrooms. It can go in the bloopers or something. I don't know. Our bloopers is going to be great. It's going to be ridiculous, honestly. Oh, my God. Especially with all of my, like, antics. I, I kind of forget that my face gets really animated. And so um, it's weird sometimes. I it's Seeing okay. myself on video. That's why I'm on TikTok, actually. It's... Like I'm, I'm doing that to interact with people, but like I want to see what my face acts like because I don't get to see it from the outside. So I understand that. Definitely. <laughs> we're all weird. That's why we're here. That's yeah. okay. Be your weird self. <laughs> yeah. So okay. one of our questions um, when we want to start our podcast is, "What brings magic to your life every day?" Okay, so. We've we've had a, a conversation recently about this, and I spoke about a book, but I ju- I just want to sum it up and um, laughing at myself and laughing with myself really enables me not only to like disperse certain negative energy uh, patterns that I might be going through, but it's just a fun way for me to live. Ever since I was a kid, I learned how to entertain myself by either beatboxing or doing all sorts of other things like drawing. Hold on a second. You beatbox? I did not know about this. It's not traditional beatboxing. It's not like the kind of thing. It's not, no, it's, it's a different kind of sound that I make within my mouth. And I was able to create sounds with like my mouth and still at the same time uh, express a melody. So as a kid, that was my way of just like spending time when I was bored or something. Um, and um, and so like being able to have my own company and savor it, not because I'm bored of something else, but because generally I'm alive and I get to celebrate these little quirks of mine in the safe space that I have for myself that I've developed throughout the recent years and learning how to love myself. Yeah. Oh, nice. Being able to laugh with and at myself is the best way for me to think about like oh this is magic or magical because if I get to laugh and I get to feel good by just existing I think that's it (laughs) oh I love that so much laughter is so important and it's such a good stress relief 
Yes. I love it. Do you, do you have any like preferred content that you like to watch when you need to, to laugh? Hmm. I have to admit it's terrible, but it's family guy. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> That's why it works. It? It's just so dumb. I can feel my brain cells dying and it makes me giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think that's awesome. Yep, maybe I shouldn't tell mine, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm like racking my brain right now. I can't even think like what would I watch to make myself laugh. Honestly, it's my kids more than anything. Just watch them, and they'll do something ridiculous. I think you're frozen. Oh no! I don't know what happened. If we're frozen or if he's frozen, well, yeah. Okay. Now we're good. I think it's going to be interesting when you actually cut the blooper reels and I'm like doing faces and stuff like that. <laughs> wow. Or we could not and just have it all. Oh, my. oh God. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it more interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm down. So, what's been impacting your life lately, Ricardo? So, I've been. Um, I used to do my own sort of meditations, the ones that I created for myself more than 10 years ago, even before I left Portugal. Um, or yeah. And because I had this like breathing technique that I would use and I would do a certain kind of visualization before going to sleep and before actual sleep. Oh my, I might be getting ahead of myself. I I'd have some certain experiences, but um so now I'm, I found someone that I follow on YouTube. And if you want, I can say uh, his name because I think his content is very worthwhile, at least giving a listen to, even if you don't agree with some of the things that he might espouse. Uh, but it has to do with uh, like manifestation and embracing our visions for ourselves. And it's also the inspiration for some of the work that I want to engage in in the near future. And so his name is Brian Scott. And I do some of his meditations that engage, that involve visualization also with uh, eliciting or summoning up feelings and creating new imagery for my life. Um, and I find that it's very relaxing. It's very healing, paradoxically speaking, because I'm like trying to project stuff into the future, but I feel like parts of my past are coming to a clearer view in a way that it enables me to be lighter and to see everyone in a new perspective. Mm. And so even people that I might have some resentment towards, now I see them more kind of like children that have had their own wounds inflicted upon them. And um, I'm not going to go as far as talking about like forgiveness, but I, I have a deeper understanding of everyone's life and everyone's needs. So all of these meditations that this 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 has been the most impactful thing in my life because uh i had a about a depression after coming back to portugal from japan and i really felt like i should just lay low so that i could understand my own energy and i could understand what i wanted to do with the work that i love doing which is dream interpretation guided meditations mediumship um assistance creating the triad entails, which we can talk about if you'd like to. 
and just being a supportive member of any communities that I intersect with. Um, but rather than just pushing myself out there, pushing myself, you see what I mean? Like rather than pushing myself out there to create a space and a niche for myself, I feel like it was important for me to give myself that leniency to just be how I was, to appreciate the fact that I was, or that, I've, or that I've been in a really low place, in a very painful place, but I was choosing to be present with the pain without rejecting it, without trying to ignore it. It's just I like, okay, huge. this is a painful period in my life, but this is the reason why my life is so worthwhile. Mm. But like the, I knew and I've known that this pain, this experience had more for me than the actual pain. So all of this meditation, all of this laying low has been very informative and I think I've grown a lot. So thank you for letting me talk about this. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing. I think that will help so many people right now, knowing that it's okay to live like in the pain and through it, you know, that you don't have to like find all the happy joy and, you know, kind of put it to the to a side, you know? My my nugget of wisdom that I've gained from this is, it might seem really odd, but it is, if you can't accept the pain you feel, you can't enjoy the joy that comes. I identify with so much of what you're saying. I yeah. think it was two years ago, I did a lot of inner child work and you're right, it's, now I view other people differently because I understand my inner child. So it's kind of like in other people now, you can see when they're like almost on autopilot and like the spoiled brat in them, like the bratty little kid comes out and you're just like, dumb kid. And it's so much easier to forgive them. Yeah. And then like what you were saying about struggles, like some of the most horrific things that I've ever been through. And I'm like, like, why? There's no reason for this. And then years down the line, I meet somebody who's going through exactly what I went through and being able to like give them a hug and be like, I actually understand with every fiber of my being, I get it. And that has created some of the most beautiful connections that like, I'm not necessarily thankful for the bad things, but I'm thankful that I've been able to kind of transmute that negative experience into something that was really positive and be there for somebody else. Can I speak on that for just a second? Yeah. Because like we have this misconception that the humiliations we go through in life or whatever um, hardship hits us and sort of breaks us, um, makes us smaller or makes us less worthy. When in fact, the way we sort of pick ourselves up and not not to be like a a hustle um, apologist here, because I'm not a hustle apologist, but anyway, um, <laughs> the way we pick ourselves and the way we actually hold space for our own pain to exist and teach us. Um, I think it's the same. It's analogous to men being able to be emotionally vulnerable. It makes them stronger, not weaker. It makes them more respectable in a way, if that makes any sense. It does. It makes I you so. understand too. <laughs> I think yeah. you have you're a little bit more humble and you have more humility when they are going through those specific moments in, in their life to where you're like, get it. You know, we all yeah. have the points where we're not always at our best in certain situations. And this is the opportunity to learn from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I feel bad for men nowadays because it's like, I get pulled over. I might be able to cry and get out of it. I do anything dumb and I might be able to cry and get out of it. Men don't have the same thing. You know, you guys do something dumb and then like you, you can't get out of it. You're not supposed to be vulnerable or show emotions and women over here. We can just yeah. kind of run wild with it. It's expected of us almost. Wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that perspective of like the, the road stop kind of thing. I, it's it so true. Had never crossed my mind. Yeah, I totally understand that. Just because of like the differences with Jeremy, my husband, and that I've had interactions with like cops and everything are completely two totally different arenas. Really? Yeah. So every time I've been pulled over, I've been able to get away with whatever it was. Or they were extremely nice to me and they were very polite. Whenever my husband has had interactions with the law, he's been, um, what's the word for it? I don't want to say terrorized, but he was harassed a little bit. He has been, um, they've just not been quite so nice some of the times. Granted, he probably popped his mouth off a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) but also he's like we're just chilling that's it we're not doing anything else we're not bothering anybody and he said they would just pop their mouths off to him all the time well that starts as far back as school I remember grade school you know little girls cry it's one thing except I had one really mean teacher in fourth grade and he's like little girl tears don't work on me and I was like I don't have a backup plan sir (laughs) (laughs) Little girl tears don't work. <laughs> like, okay. Do you want big girl the tears profession. then? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But it does. It starts then. You know, you see a little girl crying. It's what? what's the matter? You see a little boy crying. It's like, suck it up. Boys don't cry. Yeah. Yeah. And there was this thing in my personal experience grow- growing up that I was told um, by family members that it was okay for me to cry because... Um, I'm one of those people that were, were told that they were too much, too sensitive, too, uh, boisterous, whatever. Like I I was too much. And, but at the same time, they said, whenever there was like a sad story on TV or something really intense going on, it's okay for you to cry. Like we're not in macho culture anymore, but they would say it condescendingly. So I could feel because I've always been an empath. I could feel that they were they were saying that, but at the same time, looking down on me for it. And um, so whenever I am with a a male friend and I want to make sure that um, that he knows that he's in an emotionally safe space, whenever we greet, I always make sure to say, but are you okay, really? Really, as in like, I'm not just asking you so that you say hi, I say hi, and we go on about our business. I want to know, I care. Like I am verbally open about this. And it's been interesting to see how, how some layers or masks of fake masculinity have been dropped so that people can actually be at ease with themselves and with me. Yeah, I think that's huge. And I think we need more of that in society right now for men, especially. Yeah because of that whole front you men don't cry and everything don't show emotion yeah i agree so why don't we turn our attention to something a little different to um your actual what you do and what you excel in which is dream interpretations 
Hmm. <laughs> which I love and they're a lot of fun and I've had a couple of you um before we talk about it did you want to talk about how we actually met which I think is kind of wild <laughs> I think like I'm not sure I rem remember well but like I wasn't in, in a very like turbulent time of my life in Japan um but I think we met through the inner bloom um podcast community and like Instagram and TikTok like crossover because I think there was like some connection with the Arc Nine. I'm not sure, but I think I think I, that it it had something to do with that. I can't remember if that was what it was, but I just remember you were popping up on the Inner Balloon feed so yeah. much because that was right when I was going into my awakening and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and you had so many positive things to say. And I was like, I really like what he has saying. He just oh, seems so you. nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever told you that. <laughs> no, I like, I, I you actually just took me by surprise right now. Cause I wasn't expecting that compliment, but thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's, I feel because I've been through a lot, I feel like it's important to where I see beauty and where I see value in a person or where that person doesn't see their own for themselves. I, if I'm going to be saying something, I might as well be hyping them up, not because like an ego rub, but because people deserve to feel good. Like our life is too short for us to not really embrace our own value and our own inner voices so that's why I, whenever i was given the chance and the opportunity to share something that i had to say that was and this it still is that's like my axes so thank you you're welcome thank you yeah we're here to uplift <laughs> yes we are uplift yeah. and to recognize and to help through those tough times yeah absolutely all right, so let's go through our dream interpretation. Okay. So um, I'm going to tell us how you got started and why dream interpretations and dreams are um, a big part of your life. Well, first and foremost, because dreams are kind of like a gateway for our broader life, not just like our daily task kind of life. Um, and... So in terms of like personal history, I'm just going to try to sum it up because I'm really good at making a short story long. I'm going to try to make a long story short. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, as a kid, I had a lot of spontaneous experiences. And when I say a kid, I say as far back as like a year old or a year half old, where I was getting a lot of um, what we now call downloads and and so I made a promise in my mind that I would not forget those experiences beyond like when I got older. And so I haven't. And maybe that left some kind of like mark in my brain because I've always had very rich dreams. And so I remembered a lot of my nighttime experiences that some of them are dreams, some of them are not. But that's that's a whole can of worms to get into. Um, and I started kind of figuring out that some of my dreams were easy to understand, that they were not an experience, but that they were like a part of myself that isn't with me when I'm awake. 
or that I'm not aware of when I'm awake um, that is communicating with me and that had some meaning and significance to convey. And if for nothing else, it would give me a deeper insight into who I am and how I wanted to live my life. And uh, that has always consistently and coherently brought me a lot of clarity. And throughout all of like the roller coaster rides I've been in my life, it's the constant thing. It's the knowing that when I have a dream, I can look back at it or write it down and interpret it and understand that my subconscious mind is here for me, not just processing all the information that I can't process with my waking mind, but it is literally my most immediate cheerleader. And it's not just for me, it's for all of us. So, yeah. Thank you, that was nice. Okay. <laughs> I'm being a Muppet, apologies. No, you're fine. Uh, where did it go? I lost. <laughs> My brain just kind of farted. <laughs> can, I, can I talk a little bit about how I interpret dreams just very loosely and generally? Yeah. Yeah, that would Any be great. important things, feel free to just unload. <laughs> okay. So when I, when I interpret a dream for myself or for someone else, what I go through is the symbols, <laughs> pardon me. So the symbols are basically what you write down if you write down your journal. And usually for people who are not used to writing a dream journal where they write narrative sentences, I suggest that you start with bullet points of like just anything that you remember from the dream, whether it's a sensation, an emotion, a color, a sound or anything, like just write it down as the word that it is because by doing that, you'll be enabling your brain to expand on that specific memory, because whether they're messages from the subconscious mind or different kinds of experiences that we go through in nighttime, those are memories. Otherwise, we wouldn't recall our dreams, right? So they're memories, they're actual memories. And so I go through that symbology and Coming across the symbology, it's also patterns. I get to understand what's coming through beyond the symbology that might be of significance for the dreamer. So the dreamer is kind of like the sitter if you're having a mediumship or psychic reading. Um, and it's really important for me to not only look at the symbology and what it might mean in conjunction with each other, but the, the pattern of the dream and what not just the motion, but what the dream is kind of like inviting the dreamer to pay attention to. Wow, that's really good. Um, so how can you interpret the differences between um, if, this, if it's your subconscious talking to you or mm -hmm. if you're having like different experiences um, in different realms, dimensions? So one of the things that I didn't tell you when we had a, a, a similar conversation the other day is that I view our subconscious mind kind of like our vessel. So we have our physical body um, as our vehicle to traverse our material and physical life, our daily lives. But our subconscious mind is kind of like another body for us uh, because it does filter all of the energy and information coming across from the universe and through us and from us. Um, and so when we're talking about these experiences, the subconscious mind is kind of like the canvas 
where everything is laid down and you get to um, experience or or travel through you, you see it's it's kind of like if this might be far-fetched but okay i'm gonna say it like this it's kind of like you've got planets like galaxies stars and the subconscious mind is the backdrop to all of that okay. it's the, all the space in between okay that's it's not exactly like that but it's kind of like that in the way that it's so comprehensive that even when you're having out-of-body experiences as you're traversing life as a living human being with a physical body you inhabit your subconscious mind is um inevitable it's necessary otherwise you wouldn't have any of this so it's again it's a matter of like discerning levels okay so you have physiological dreams and that's something that's going on with your body that your body needs you to pay attention to like please stop eating spicy food before going to bed <laughs> something like that or um and i say immediately before going to bed like less than an hour before going to bed or emotional dreams like you had a very bad fight or you had a really exciting moment at school or at work and it stayed with you and it manifested into a dream to help you process um, all of the adrenaline just talking about chemistry still uh, but it, it comes as emotion too and then there's like the the psychological dreams that have more to do with emotions and feelings not just the chemistry that happens in our body and then you've got the intuitive dreams that are already touching a little bit upon the the crossover between um deep subconscious dreams and experiences that go a little bit out of just the individual processing whatever is going on with them and then you've got what i've termed for myself learning dreams which are dreams or experiences where you receive teachings information or you access wisdom that was given to you before and you reinterpret it or something like that um and then you've got other levels that go into projecting which is not astral traveling but projecting projecting part of your consciousness into the astral or the preternatural uh, realms um and then you've got the actual astral travels and all the levels that exist with out-of-body experiences beyond that because that's a whole world. Well, let's <laughs> talk about that whole world. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. There's only I think so that's much what's I can so that, but, fascinating yeah. for a lot of people is like mm -hmm. understanding what is the difference between astral projection and uh, astral traveling. Astral travel? Yeah. Because so, I know like at the beginning of my awakening, I, that was like one of the biggest things that I'm like fascinated with. And I know right now Perry is in the middle of her fascination Yes. of that as well <laughs> <laughs> so uh this is my wording like it's not a disclaimer but it's really important that whoever is listening or watching uh know that the words that i choose to use are the words that i choose to use i am not claiming that things are called the way that i call them um if you want more official nomenclature look for institutes that study this like the monroe institute i think i've mentioned this in a previous conversation uh there's like Louise Hay, all, you know, there's a ton of people who use certain kind of um, vocabulary that if you feel drawn towards that, awesome. But I use the words that I choose because it's easier for me and I think it's closer to the meaning that I'm trying to convey whenever I talk about it. 
So now I got lost. Just a second. <laughs> my brain, my brain had a little bit of a gas going like in between my ears. So it's okay. Uh, we were talking about the difference. Oh, the difference between, between yeah. yeah. So astral projection is kind of like using binoculars. Like you're using binoculars to see closer to something. So you project a part of your consciousness. And with astral travel, you you leave a part of yourself with your body, but most of you goes. So it's kind of like inversely proportional, okay? And they can be very similar in sensation depending on the person who's experiencing it. But um, I, I would wager that astral projection is kind of like safer and astral travel is closer to visiting other realms, not just like traveling outside of your body and the astral um, field. And when we say astral travel, we it's kind of like a blanket term because astral, the astral realm or the astral field is one of the more levels of existence and consciousness. Um, and so, yeah, so the astral field is still kind of very connected with the material reality that we know. And other fields are more connected with higher dimensions or different dimensions does that make any sense in the response that i gave like projecting yes. is a little bit of you okay okay so right. i would almost want to say the is... teacher in me had to, had to confirm. <laughs> no yeah um gotta check <laughs> i almost feel like how you described astral projection is like remote viewing a little bit hmm. that's what it Very kind of similar. reminds me of Yep. Um, if you guys don't know what remote viewing is, is basically putting your subconscious in a different space that you're not in. Yeah, it's kind of like, so remote viewing is um, the way that certain experiments were made uh, within CIA in the 20th century uh, was that remote viewers were given certain coordinates and they would just relay what they were seeing in those uh, coordinates. So they were in the room, they were conscious in their bodies, waking in their bodies, and they were rem remote viewing, which means that they were astrally projecting or projecting their minds onto these coordinates. And, um, and uh, so they got to project like to places like Mars or anywhere, <laughs> you know, like outer space and, and to confirm like information that later on um satellites and and probes got to to reveal that certain things were there um and so that's that's more similar to astral projection yeah but like remote viewing is specifically like like just being able to see their astral projection the motion of astral projection still has a little bit of like of a journey to it because you are consciously choosing to like take a part of yourself out with remote viewing, which I've done. Um, it's kind of like, there's no bridge. It's almost like, um, like so the clear, clear uh, cognizance, it's kind yeah. of like, okay. So it's kind of like that. Okay. So it's limitation, it's limited, it's like everything funnels down and it becomes more limited. So remote viewing, astral projection, astral travel. Right, yeah. So I've okay. also heard like other people say, like if you're, you know, wanting to astral 
travel that you really need to pay attention to where you're at. You need to know where you're going because I've heard there's different levels within that in the astral as well of like coming in across like different entities and everything. Mm. Yes, I think it's uh, like you wouldn't go into a forest unprepared, right? Or if you right. want to venture into a forest, uh, like just on a walk, you would know that it's important to wear like at least a certain height of boots, because if there's any snake, it's important for you to make noise so that the snakes know that a human is nearby, so they won't go and need to like defend themselves. Like there's all of these things that it's important to prepare, not because there's a danger, but because you just don't want any conflict or any unexpected nuisance to occur. And when you're traveling or preparing to travel in the astral um, plane, I think it's it's fun to be there, but to travel in the astral plane as a goal in and of itself it's kind of like self-defeating and i'm i'm not judging it's just that we've been as humans we've been using the astral travel uh, the, the astral field to achieve certain things or and, and they're individual you know what i mean like depends on whoever is is traveling or doing whatever they need to do in the astral field um but what i would advise is training to astral travel for the sake of astral traveling is kind of like i want to go to disney world just to look at the castle then but why not enjoy the rides you see what i mean like if you if you want to go to disney world and just look at the castle just look at a picture right so um so but but that's it there's just so much more to explore than just the sensations of getting out of your body and being in the astral field there's so much more you can discover about yourself and I'm not discouraging people from doing it. I'm encouraging to do it, but for people to take into account their own depth preferences, because that is very important in how their experience is going to unfold. Did I, I completely agree with you on okay. that? Because I felt like in the beginning for me, I was like, I want to do this. I want to know what it's like. I don't know anything about it. And then I started doing more research and understanding there are like, people are like, you need to know the proper procedure to do this. You need to know the hygiene that comes with this because of X, Y, and Z. And I feel like a lot of people are like, yeah, this is fun. Let's just go. You know? Uh, I mean, <laughs> like when you say, yeah, this is fun. Let's just go. It kind of reminds me of like, as a teenager, I tried the Wea board, you know, the the alphabet thing with. Yeah, I I disadvise that. I think it's very unwise. But like, I, I as a kid, I was like, okay, let's let's see who comes through. And then I had some very uh, interesting experiences that I don't recommend. And it was a really good wake-up call to understand that spirit and spirituality are not a toy for our entertainment. You see what I mean? It's like, they, we can have a lot of entertainment or things can be very interesting without us belittling them. Because it's, almost, if, we, if we want to be forward and... Um, and so it was a very big lesson for me. So doing that, you're frozen. We lost you. 
I'm sorry. Well, we all have to throw some bumps in the road, but at the same time, if you can do something, he'll come back in just a minute. Oops. Oh, oh no! And now he's gone. We lost him for real. No jit, no joke. Oh well. Well, I'm sure he'll pop back on here in just a second. Should I have my mushroom ready for him? Sure. It'll be fun. <laughs> we like <laughs> I like your mushrooms. <laughs> Where did you get your mushrooms at? This one I got from that crystal shop that I or wholesaler giant building I always tell you about. We need to make a trip there for sure. Yeah, It'll let's go back to gas. Well, once he comes back, we can talk about your um, experiences with um, dreams that you've been having lately. <laughs> Do you want yeah. to? I don't, I've lost a lot of them. I feel like I tell you and then they just gone. gone. I did not dream last night, but I, I had a weird, <laughs> I had a really, really weird dream last night. You're back. You're back. Yay. Uh, we were just chit-chatting until you came back. <laughs> oh, I thought <laughs> With you a were. mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> was I out for too long? I wasn't in the astral realm, I swear. <laughs> you just projected elsewhere. Yeah, you just totally projected out, basically. <laughs> I was I was sending you a, a a voice message on Instagram saying right in the middle of my ramble. Mm. It's okay. We were just actually talking about um, mm -hmm. like our own dreams and like what we've been having lately because Perry's okay. been having a lot of like prophetic dreams, I feel like, that are kind of crazy. And then I'm just having these really weird ones that I'm like, what is happening? Well, would it still count if it happens in meditation? Because I have mm. had all sorts of crazy like dream-esque experiences through meditation not I have had them like during sleep too but I don't always sleep very well so they tend to mm -hmm. be stronger when it's in a meditative state yeah I <laughs> you can call them daydreams that are not just like wondering or or vivid dreams because that's another layer like that's before astral projection or travel vivid dreaming is is a layover um stage but with meditation it's really interesting because in these meditations that i've been doing recently i sometimes i know i'm not asleep but i know i'm not awake either you see yeah. what i mean like it's that it's that like like uh, static area in between where a lot of stuff does happen so good yay you're connecting yeah very connected <laughs> so regarding like prophetic dreams and premonitions I've had quite a few and from all the clairs the clairs being clairvoyance clairaudience claircognizance all of these things it's the one that I know I I don't have because it's not something I possess I know it's kind of possible with me but I don't stimulate it because I I'm not as interested in seeing what's beyond that in being present with the 
current creation and however it is supposed to unfold i think it's part of why i prefer letting go you see what i mean like mm. so that i'm not attached to the to the end result and i think it's really valid for people to look for information from the future if if it's really necessary or if they have like a, a really emotional issue um that is important for them to solve but i as a general rule of thumb for myself and my practice i i try to avoid um looking into the future especially because there's so many possibilities yeah. uh, one of the things that i did learn with prophetic dreams is that if you're having a prophetic dream it's a very good indicator that that doesn't necessarily come to pass exactly as you witnessed it in your dream does that make sense to you yeah i've had a few similar so ones. there are elements are... of it oh sorry yeah no no, no go go ahead there yesterday... i prefer your voice to mine so go on <laughs> well yesterday we were going over um i guess like visions that i had and there were two that had very similar um characteristics and one of mm -hmm. them felt different it felt a little bit more like it was symbolic and then the mm -hmm. other one felt more like i hope this doesn't happen <laughs> i see yeah because we had some confirmation so, um, on one of them wait, it was am more I metaphoric no. Am I no you're fine okay because uh there was a moment where both of you were like <laughs> not even breathing and i was like okay here we go again so um they like our subconscious mind is constantly receiving but also communicating with us and when when you have these recognitions or premonitions where you feel like i hope this doesn't happen um they're at least we always when we have these we always feel so powerless like why am i getting this information if i can't have like a material impact to either prevent it or help the people that are involved in it right i, I have <laughs> sorry it's part of why i moved whoa okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah and uh okay and okay all, all right, right let's so... talk about that no mm. <laughs> well, because i um i remember i was 12 years old and I, and this was very symbolic, but like I was 12 years old, so I'm going to really date myself. This was in the early nineties. And I had this kind of prophetic dream. I was near the beach and I was walking out of a building and I heard the name Al Gore. I was here in Portugal. I had never heard of Al Gore. And then I saw this really dark overcast cloud just covered the entire sky all of a sudden and um it wasn't a cloud it was kind of like smoke and then about 10 years later he created the documentary called inconvenient truth or something like that do you, i don't know if you remember 10 or 20 years later and i was like wait he's talking about like global warming and i know this name and it only clicked for me when he was actually running and uh, like it was it was weird like that that decade like the early 2000s to the late uh before the 2010s there were so many of my childhood premonitions that came um 
true and they were really terrifying for me and that's also one of the reasons that why between 2000s and the 20 teens i kind of like really tried to shut it down because it was these come to fruition i will be calling you on how to deal with it (laughs) (laughs) right but but here's the point there it's also a communication of what like what what type of role it's 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 an ask it's asking you too what type of role would you have if you were faced with this situation right who do you want what kind of character do you want to be in the story if this comes to pass so do you want to be a person like imagine there's an avalanche do you want to be a person who is running away from the snow do you want to be the person who sees the snow coming and you know that if you just duck and cover you probably be safer or something like that you see what i mean is like yeah consider the situation and see what kind of response you would be giving personally to the situation instead of just reacting you see what i mean yeah definitely. And, and so if you have people around you that are open to the conversation of precognition or premonitions um it's really good for you to go through that introspection because in talking with this or about this with those people that are safe uh, space for you to share with, they'll do the same because they respect this aspect of you and they will understand that whether what you shared with them is definitely going to pass or not, it's really important to hold those possibilities as um, the potential for personal growth and decision and definition of what roles we want to play in our life no that's really beyond, good just beyond like the discerning. scope of like personal relationships yeah mm, that's really yeah. good thank you for that um so a lot of times we get uh, people who tend to have that sensation of falling during their dreams either mm-hmm. they're falling like at the end of the dreams or the beginning it's like they're rising what is what is that all about <laughs> so on the physical level that has it's it has a lot to do with like the bloodstream and the fact that our brain waves are shifting and our perception of our own weight changes and uh, the like the receptors the neuroreceptors on our skin um, are also going through a change that's why we sleep undercover and not just like out <laughs> like our body temperature is changing all of this plays a role in into the fact that we feel like we're falling or that we're being lifted depending on the specific sensation and experience. So to, to give a very concrete answer, that's it. They're like all of these sensations are not, it, they're a symptom of the experience, but they're also a sign that our bodies are adjusting to sleep and opening up for some, for our brain to actually be more active because physiologically speaking, our brains are more active when we're not awake than when we are. So, yeah. I know so many people who prove that theory. (laughs) 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 Like your brain definitely works better when you're not awake. I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) I know that feeling. (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's great. That awesome. I love that too. Uh, so <laughs> I can't. 
Just call it like I see it. <laughs> yeah. <it's> true. <laughs> God. Hmm. All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, don't apologize. I was so much fun. Um, ba -bum, ba -bum. Yeah. Hmm. Awesome. So one of the questions we have is, um, what does it mean if you have someone who has the same dream as you? Um, are you guys dreaming at the same time? Or is it, what does that mean? Depends if there's like actual quantum energy. And I say quantum, when I say quantum, I mean like time space is distorted or cut through or something like that. It doesn't mean like there's quantum mechanics or something taking place. I don't, I'm not sure about that. Uh, I've had shared dreams. Like there, when I was in junior high school, there was this girl in my class I was friends with and we'd play a Super Mario Kart together. I, I had a little bit of a crush on her, even though I'm queer, but like, anyway. Um, <laughs> it was like, it was just so sweet. It was very innocent. Um, and there was this week where we, every single night of the week, we had a dream where we saw each other and we were interacting and the things each of us saw in the dream were the same and we were experiencing the same thing so it was kind of like setting out to meet at the cafe and but the dreams are kind of intense but it's a similar experience and or analogous um so i so telepathy comes into play so it, i would call those telepathic dreams where if both people are experiencing a physiological, emotional, psychological dream together, then there's a, a, an element of telepathy going on because they're sharing an experience, but it's not like they're astral projecting yet. It's telepathy, not astral. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. okay. So it, the only connection with the astral is that we, we kind of also use astral energy to communicate through telepathy. But in, in the experience of shared dreams, from my experience of interpreting dreams and having those shared dreams, it, it is a simpler experience, okay? Nice. Okay. Thank you for that. I hope, I hope this helps. And if um, the people who are asking these questions want more answers, they can come to my Instagram accounts, either Rick for Art or Path of Inner Peace. And we can schedule a meeting or something like that. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. Oh, um, can I can I plug my thing? Oh, yes. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Please do. Okay. So this is one of the things I want to plug. And it's a circle, like a small group of no more than five people. And I'm going to be opening up uh, in March. I will promote it on the Path of Inner Peace Instagram account. And so it's a safe space, which is my first and foremost um, premise when I create um, a container for people to, to come to. It's a safe space for people to share their dreams so that I can interpret and help them interpret it themselves eventually. It's a place where this, this small group can ask questions. And the fact that it's a small group, it's intimate, but like questions that one person asks Another person might not have thought to ask, but it's an important question for them too. You see what I mean? So that's, I think it's a benefit uh, from like that distinguishes a single person consult or a two person consult with an actual group setting. Um, and it's also more affordable to the individual. Uh, so 
oh, I don't know what I'm going to call this, but once you see it on the Path of Inner Peace um, podcast Instagram uh, or Path of Inner Peace on Instagram, it'll have a name when it's promoted there. And it's a dream interpretation circle. So that's that's the thing that I wanted to plug. And I can talk about the other one if and when we talk about that other thing. <laughs> well, okay. let's go ahead and do it while we're at it. <laughs> well, so I mentioned earlier that I'm doing meditations with Brian Scott, and that has a lot to do with like reality shifting and manifestation and uh, internal realization and fulfillment and just like clarification for a, a a life worth living you see what i mean yeah yes. am i frozen okay, no, you're okay fine so in in the in in lieu of a life worth living and the fact that when we're trying to play or to practice manifestation um I've had this experience, and so I'm creating another circle, not for dream interpretation, but for manifestation. And it's not like, who let's manifest this and that. For instance, if you don't know Alexa Hauser, she is the queen of cloud burstings. <laughs> so she's from the Inner Bloom podcast, and she taught me how to like poke holes into clouds. And I felt like, oh, if we can poke holes into clouds by connecting with the clouds in our minds, what can what else can we do right so the possibilities are infinite and the other thing that i see so much on social media is that people say feel good tap into feeling good if you want to manifest something because that's the best way to bring it forward and with my own personal experience i find a lot of resistance and just like okay what am i going to feel good about what do i have to pick and how do i connect that feeling good with what i actually want to experience in my life right and so recently I had a test drive with a, with a person and I, because I have the background of a teacher of guiding meditations and really caring about someone feeling good about themselves in their lives, we kind of deconstructed all of that. And this person was very satisfied. It's not like we had that session and blink, her manifestation came through. It's the fact that with the premise or the pretext of manifesting or wanting to have a safe space to be outrageous, freely outrageous about what you want for yourself and those around you um, is really important. It's really important to be able to say like $5 million. No, let's say 50. You see what I mean? It's like, it's okay. It's, it's a place where you can do that. And then we deconstruct how that is actually possible to happen somehow like by asking questions by using affirmations creatively affirmations not affirmations using questions that uh, creatively help you understand why you want something why you actually deserve it but it's not a matter of deserving why there is a way for you to connect with that experience with that thing or with i don't know that amount of money something like that and I want to be able to create this space where we're being playful with it, where people have a sense of like, oh, I'm playing house. Or you see what I mean? Like there's an element of fun and it's a safe space for people to bring their tears if necessary, but to know that this, this is a container where they get to test, experiment, and make the mistakes that are necessary in this path. I hope this makes sense. And I hope that 
people are interested in it because it was a lot of fun to work with the, the person that I did the test drive with and it flowed so naturally and I cannot wait to be able to support people in this. That's so exciting. I love that because I think a lot of times when people are manifestation, um, they kind of forget about the feeling, which is the feeling needs to be the number one thing. And then the outcome needs to be the last thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're frozen. We're not frozen, unfortunately. Oh, no. It's all good. And we lost him again. It's okay. We'll figure this out. This is episode number two. Yeah. Technical difficulties happen. It's totally fine. <laughs> and you're I back. I don't Thank know. You. Okay. I don't know where this got cut off, but I hope everything I said was out there. If I think you actually did say everything. It's just your face was frozen and then you just went, disappeared. Oh, I, I did a little bit of like monkey stuff, so. Okay. <laughs> well, I think we're going to wrap up our interview today with Ricardo. So okay. thank you very much for joining us. Um, we're definitely going to have to have you back on here again for like part two or something for sure. Because I know you have a lot of information that you can I give love everybody. that. I, I, I love hanging out with you guys. Thank you for letting me plug the the, the manifestation circle has a name already. It's called Prosperous, Prosper Space Us. So it's both the adjective and also like the command to the universe, Prosperous. Um, and you can connect with me on Instagram through Rick for Art for my general art, through Path of Inner Peace for the meditation, dream interpretation stuff. Um, and also there's an Instagram called Try It in Tales with my original creation of a spiritual fantasy story that we got to talk the other day, but we might talk about it later. Um, and it's got an online shop. So if you want to support me, the creation of a spiritual fantasy story that uh, uplifts people that have been marginalized in all walks of life and they're the actual leading characters in the story, go ahead. So Try It in Tales. Path of Inner Peace, Rick for Art. And thank you so much for having me. It's always a blast. So oh, thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much. Yeah. We appreciate you. Oh, also, I don't want to forget on our Patreon, Ricardo is so generous that yeah. he is going to be doing um, guided meditations for us about every other month. And it's just going to be for our Patreon page. Um, and if you get into some of the top tiers, you're going to actually be able to um, write in suggestions of what type of meditation we'll be doing. So we are very excited for this. Um, so for us as well, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Patreon, on Viable Magic Podcasts, <laughs> all things. And also in our show notes, we'll have all the details for everybody um, to get a hold of all of us. Thanks. Okay. So thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you again. Bye. Have a beautiful day and we will see you on our next episode. See you soon. To see the magic for yourself, follow us on Patreon, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at Viable Magic Podcast.